0: Hello, uh, welcome to episode two of the rebooted Unseeded podcast and in a first for Unseeded, we have all three of the hosts in one episode. One big argument today. One big argument. (laughs) Potentially, we are going to discuss our Australian Open Draw predictions, so there might be a few points of contention there. But on the whole, I don't think there's anything too dramatic that anyone has done. Like there's a, a few rogue picks, like Dennis has gone big on Katie Balter and Jasmine Paulini. Yeah. Um Fur's <laughs> gone very boring with her predictions.
1: <laughs> yeah. I there
0: is nothing unexpected happening there, apart yeah, there from maybe is. one thing. Yeah. yeah. one thing. And I've I've naturally got Uzhun when somewhere in there following my yeah. unsuccessful picking of her in the Roland Garros predictions which were our last predictions so our predictions are potentially quite fun and then obviously we'll have a quick look at just the draw in general and I've got written down here some of the the winners of uh the tournament so far this year I feel like there's only a few that sort of are worth mentioning within the context of the Australian Open because I mean last week's ones were Last week's ones, I don't think anyone's picking Emma Navarro hmm. to win the Australian Open. Like, fair enough, yeah. she's a seeded player at the Australian Open. Like, somehow,
2: yeah. But the most of those players from uh, last week, there were so many withdrawals, like in the quarters and the, the second round. I think they just didn't care about the. Yeah, well. uh, I mean, Cassakina
0: got a walkover into the final of yeah. Adelaide uh, against Jessica pagula supposedly with illness but i think there's often quite a few illnesses at these tournaments the week before a slam yeah um although i've got to, to say that Berrettini, oh it was a foot injury i think oh. um so that that's like the big round one clash not happening anymore mm. six it yeah. past Berrettini, which is a shame uh, would that could have I think that could have potentially been quite good or really sad because it just would just be Berattini not being particularly fantastic. Um, yeah, actually, no one
1: has Sitsipas.
0: Yeah, we're, nobody's got Sitsipas in in our predictions, which is a bit mad because he is thought, he oh, last oh, year's oh, finalist. <laughs> um, I just don't like him, yeah. so I,
1: I didn't put him.
2: I
0: mean, I
2: don't
1: like him
0: either. I don't massively dislike, like, he's cringe. Like, I think he is incredibly cringe when you look at what he tweets. What he
1: does, like, in general.
0: How he weeks live
1: is very cringe.
0: Yeah, I think the whole Sitsidosa thing upped the cringeness as well. There's no way that's what they call them. Exactly. That is That is yeah. That's oh, what no. it's called. Is
1: <laughs> nice. This is not Rob making this up. Mm-hmm.
0: No, sitsidosa is a natural thing. They made like a couple's Instagram account. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Like, and, a- and it was like generally. I thought like, badosa was like pretty classy like pretty chill and then, <laughs> and then and then she started dating Sissabas and some of the <laughs> stuff you'd see it was like it was when it was announced and like there were all these videos mm-hmm. of them on holiday oh it's, gosh
1: yeah i was bad. a bit disappointed to
0: um but yeah sort of going back to who's won prior to this i think i think it's the winners of that first week that it's like we should discuss as does it mean anything for the Australian Open? Because you got Coco Goff winning in Auckland. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that stacked a draw. No. I mean, the one and two seed got to the final. You had, she played Svetlana. You had Elena Rabachna. That's probably significant because she played Sabalenka in that final and just breezed through it. Only mm, saw 500 of it. Yeah. Um, then Grigor Dimitrov winning his first trophy in six years and uh, Andre Rublev. I think, realistically, Rabatkinner, I mean, I've picked her to win the Australian Open. And I think, considering it was against Sabalenka, that must be, that's the most significant. But uh, obviously, I do want to take a moment for Grigor Dimitrov. I want him to do well.
1: Yeah, I that is know. another wild prediction from you,
0: I think. Uh, yeah, I've got him in the semi-final. Have you? Yeah. I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've been big on Grigor Dimitrov.
2: But he's used his entire year's luck in week one of, of the ATP calendar. And he's not going to do anything else. I know, but he beat Holger Rune in the final. Like, dis-
0: exactly. So he's not going to do anything else. That's-, That's just how it works. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's too old. He's not too... I mean, he's not he old. He is a anymore. bit old
1: now, yeah.
0: I know. But it's like, I, I think you've always... <laughs> like, the thing is with... With Dimitrov, it's, it's always a discussion of potential. When he he had some, does he still yeah. have any?
1: I mean, he was the next Roger Federer like 10 years oh, yeah. ago. <laughs> but that never they, happened. So,
0: Yeah, I mean... I like him. I, yeah, I like him. I think he seems like a, a lovely chap. And I just want him to do well.
1: <laughs> I want him plays to do well. With, but... he,
0: plays well with, he plays well with old wooden rackets in Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah, no, that that is still one of my favorite bits of content production. The, the, the Rublev um, Dimitrov thing where it just seems like Andre Rublev just has a massive crush on Grigor on Dimitrov yeah. that entire video. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're the most significant results because obviously the next week you had uh, Ostapenko, Lehechka. Lehechka, Navarro and Tabilo. Tabilo? Yeah. That hopefully is the correct pronunciation. Never watched him play. No, I've, I. That's the thing. I've I've never seen him play. No. At any point, so I've literally no idea. He's probably Chile's one
2: finest ever tennis player, though to be But I, I wouldn't know. I have no idea.
0: I don't know much about Chile and tennis. I know, I know nothing. Garin. So. <laughs> Pardon.
1: Garin, he's. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, we've seen him as well. We've actually seen him live <laughs> as well, <laughs> getting beaten by a Frenchman. Humbert? No, Hugo Gaston. Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, big tennis news that's happened this week is you'll be delighted to hear for is yeah. that for the first time in quite a few years and quite a few years there is a Mexican woman in a main draw of a slam.
1: I saw I was going to put her but then I was like I don't want to jinx it you know
0: <laughs> you, Wait <laughs> so you were going like to put Renata Zara I don't what's the pronunciation Saraswa? Okay. Zaraswa. Is that yeah. it. Okay. And you were you were going to pick her I'm I'm now googling her to see what her current ranking is.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> current ranking of 97 yeah. So she's one off the actual main draw. Mm. As as a potential quarter finalist.
1: That's I was, yeah, today. yeah.
0: But
1: I didn't want to, like, you know, put it out there, and then. So I'm just gonna like, imagine.
0: But yeah, that's that's big Mexican tennis news. I mean, yeah. good thing. From from a British perspective as well, though, on the women's draw, it's quite good because there's there's three easy. players that have got direct main draw entry. Oh, is it? Yeah, or because Bolta, Raducanu, uh, and but I mean Burridge has already gone out. Yeah beaten by Tamara Corpac but like that's that's pretty good considering like there was a point was it well we had no one there was no one was yeah. it Roland Garros we didn't have anyone in the main drawer like so none, yeah.
1: none of you put Raducanu in your in your predictions in, no for
0: the, for the quarters. she hasn't she hasn't played in like a year properly right <laughs> she hasn't I played in eight months you're not, like i feel yeah her in her? the quarters, no obviously i'm rooting for her but was so i think she's that that's the potential third round match it's a potential third round match against Junchen Wen or Bolter or Bolter If Bolter gets there. Yeah. but like and i feel like Junchen Wen like especially how she played at the united cup you're going to pick her over Emma Raducanu like or Bolter or Bol- <laughs> How many times are you going to mention Bolter? <laughs> she's my semi-final prediction. I, I mean, that's way. mad. Like, that's legitimately mad. No, <laughs> she's 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 coming through. She's come up the rankings. On oh, what evidence? Well, where
2: was she last year? Like, no, she's come up the ranking. And I don't know where she's ever finished in Australia, which is why I'm predicting that because it's just. See, if this was Wimbledon, I could see it. Nah, no, because if she if she consistently does third round. Then she'll always do that, but it, this just fills the year she'll go to the semi and never do it again. Okay, fair enough. That's, that's how it works. Yeah, that's just
0: Joe Contour. Um, but yeah. So anyway, sort of, we'll get we'll get to all this nonsense about our predictions because yeah, we've got a few interesting things. But yeah, so things that stood out from the main draw. The first thing that I feel like is obviously some matches have already happened. Because it started last night for mm. us. I woke up this morning what, in the middle of the Djokovic prismic match, and I mean, at that point, Djokovic had just lost the second set, um, but then he went on to win the match. And I think it was just clear that, like, Djokovic is just—I mean, he's, he's the he's greatest. Quite good in Australia, but he's, he's the greatest male tennis player of all time. Sorry, fur, I know. <laughs> You don't like that. I think like that's that debatable. Things, but... but as well, like physically, there was just a drop off from Prismic. It's just, yeah, it was getting half a steps though. Like it sort of generally happens when most people play Novak Djokovic. It's cause you have to put quite a lot of effort into it. Um, and he's 18. Yeah, he's 18, was on the junior tour
2: last year. So like. Probably hasn't had best of five experience.
0: No, no. Um other things that stood out obviously we have Andy Murray. Um always got to mention Andy Murray with the hope that something may one day happen again. Um he's got Are you not predicting. Very, it? Well, every time I mention a player you you're not predicting it.
1: Well, you're saying oh I really hope he does well but you're not predicting it so
0: I mean, yeah, I can hope things do well, but I, like hope people do well, but I, that doesn't mean I necessarily have to, like, expect it.
1: He'll
0: be out in six hours. But He'll be out in six hours. I know, he could be out by the time that we, <laughs> we finish. But he's got Echeverry. And whilst he is still in the tournament, we there is a potential second round match against Gael Monfils and a potential third round clash against Novak Djokovic. And when he wins all um, of them, he'll go win the title. Yeah, no, he'll lose in the <laughs> final. That's generally what Andy Murray does oh, in okay, Australia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that so runs, it? How many times have you lost in Australia? I see he's got to like quite a lot of finals there. I think he four lost. Four against Roger
1: there. once.
0: He's a, yeah, he's lost against Novak quite a few times in that final. Mm. Um but yeah. Obviously, that whole section on Andy Murray is now completely dated, as he lost six four six two six two. He's also suggested that that could have been his last match in Australia, which is definitely a shame. Um, but I suppose it's not completely unexpected with a loss like that and at his age. But yeah, thought I'd just put this in here so we're not completely out of date with our tennis news. Obviously, we had another good win for uh, Yannick Sinner last night. He had Bertic van der Zandschulp in the first round. That was six four seven five six three. I think that's just a good solid result, really, for Yannick Sinner because, like, I think I think that's one thing that you're going to have to start looking with when it comes to like Yannick Sinner and Carlos Alcaraz. I think even more so, to be honest. Is these players they need to start being more efficient in first rounds and early rounds of slams because I think sometimes they've got a little tripped up and, and ended up them. playing well, not necessarily just losing early, just playing longer matches than they need to. And so yeah. I think that's a good because, especially, I feel like a match against Van der Zandschorp that could have gone on longer, yeah. because um, I mean, Van der Zandschorp is a good, good but player, but all the untied players, he's um, he's Probably the one you want to avoid. One of the the ones you want to avoid, definitely. Good result for Tiafo against Chorich. I mean, because I feel like Chorich is another one of those players that is like, you're probably unseeded players that you probably wouldn't want to get. More for experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But
2: that was three sets to one, was it?
0: Yeah. And then the the big drama was clearly Andrei Rublev barely getting through the first round with Tiago Sablefield yeah. trying to take out another Russian in the first round for Slam. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I didn't even put it together. Though. Yeah, well, yeah. obviously taking out Medvedev in... Uh, Royal garros That that came up. They showed a bit of that in Breakpoint, and that was really weird. because That's the first time I've seen any clip of that match on the TV. Yeah, and we were there. Yeah, no, it, so it was sort of weird seeing it on TV because we had the sort of weird annoying view of looking through
2: first row but in the upper tier right? yeah so i would have slowed it down till i eventually saw a pixelated version of myself i'll, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like that was me getting sunburned but the
0: only other one i've written is just alcaraz has got Gasquet in the first i feel like we just need to mention what alcaraz's first round draw is it's Gasquet. but i mean he's going to beat Gasquet. yeah I mean yeah. could run back these it's quite a
2: few years to run back at this point yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, if he runs it back five years, then even though he's not at his prime, Al Kraz was only 13, and then he probably
0: would have won the match up. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, on the women's side, I feel like Sviyontek has actually got a bit of a rough draw. No. I, no, genuinely. Because she's got Sophia Kenin in the first round. And like yeah. I expect her to win these first two matches, but they're not unless like because Sophia Kennan, she knocked out Coco Goff in the first round of Wimbledon. Like
2: she's like But she's a slow and Stevens type player. She will either beat Sviontek or she's gonna be beaten six love, six one. She's that's just and based on how she's playing this year, she's gonna get battered. That's, that I have no hope for her to do anything. But
0: like Sophia Kenyon is a previous Australian Open champion, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And so is yeah, Naomi. It doesn't she, mean she's she going she to do anything. There. Like I, I don't know. I feel like it's not. It's not like if you're going to pick a first round opponent,
2: you wouldn't pick.
0: I mean, yeah, it's like rolling a dice. But I, I don't think that Kenin will put hmm. up a fight. I then in the second round, it's the winner of Danielle Collins against Angelique Kerber. Like Angelique Kerber. Don't expect her to put up a huge fight. She's literally only just coming back, and she's not young. But like Danielle Collins, she's got firepower. Mm. She's also a former Australian Open finalist. Angelique Kerber is a former champion. And like they're not easy matches. And then also I, because I've got, I've got Sfiontech not getting to the quarterfinals because she's potentially facing Alina Svitolina in the fourth round. Yeah, and. That's, I mean, Svitolina beats Sviontek at Wimbledon last year. Yeah, like that's true. There, it's a difficult draw. And then once you get beyond, obviously, the fourth round, you're into the quarter semis and final, which are all going to be tough matches. True, but if there's anyone that can overcome it, it'd be the world number one. I know. <laughs> I know.
2: I think tech is a very good tennis player. <laughs> I know there's a few games that you could say, yeah, she he, they could put up a fight. I just don't feel they will be. And she'll get to Svitolina very unscathed.
0: Okay. Well, we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your view, Fer? Do you I, think this is a tough draw yeah. or not?
1: I think, yeah, I think she has a tough draw. And I also think Sakari has a very easy draw. Because I wasn't going to put so, her. We've...
0: We've all picked Zachary, haven't we? No. Because there's no, no you one haven't else. picked Zachary.
1: No, you and I did, but because I couldn't find anyone else that would actually make it true. I think she's very easy.
0: I think it is significant that Zachary won in Guadalajara last year, because that was a one thousand event. Like that sort of helps break the
1: The curse. Yeah, no. She had this semifinals curse, didn't she? Yeah. Like, part of
0: I think she just had a general
2: tournament curse. <laughs> True. And both of you got her out in the quarters to Coco Goff. Uh,
0: mm. And I think, like, the thing is, quarterfinal, I mean, that's a that's decent for Zachary, to be honest, given her recent, like, Grand Slam form. But, I mean, I just feel like Coco Goff is... In better form. In better form. She's, yeah. I think, just mentally more resilient in that stage of a slam especially now that she's won one yeah and
2: yeah on her way to being a real force
0: yeah if she can carry on yeah And you
1: think she'll beat sabalenka as well bro
0: yeah i do i mean because sabalenka like she's she's won a slam but she's still got her her wobbles at grand slam since australian (laughs) open like because could have really won that semi final at Roland Garros, like she could have won that semi final against Coco Goff. Was it so? Sem- no, the final. Sorry, she could have won the final against Coco Gauff in the US. It's. I just feel like it's it. It's still a, and and I'm still I'm I am interested to see, Savalenka as she gets through the tournament, how it. Goes because she's the defending champion, and yeah, I
1: pressure. think that's
0: yeah, that's and that's what her problem has been at Grand Slams is is the pressure. Because most times when you see her go out on Grand Slams, it's not like there's ever been a moment where she hasn't been in some sort of control of the match. Because I mean, it going back to the semi final in twenty twenty one where Layla Fernandez beat her. To get to the US Open final. So I remember watching that match and it was like, Leila Fernandez shouldn't have been in the match. Like it was all on Sabalenka's racket. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get to a Grand Slam final. And it just went. And I feel like that's still something that's happens even though she's won the slam. And also I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have also just picked. Um, As you like. Coco Goff
2: because I like Coco Goff. Yeah, I know. No, I yeah. don't know. I think I think Savalinka, For me, when I watched her from last season, from about what's the indoor clay tournament? I stuck up. Yeah, from then onwards, where she beats Ontech There is no real um, analysis involved here, but just from when I watched vibes. Her, yeah, I just feel <laughs> as though she's got some bit more mental resilience. Like it just feels like she's got a bit more I think she's got a bit fire more, in her belly like, than she did before.
0: Yeah, I think but it's it's still something that can come out, the sort of What, just to fall apart. But where where do you have her? I have her get in getting courses. to uh what do I do? I have got her in the semi final against Goff.
2: Because I've got I've got her in the yeah. quarterfinals
0: against Mira Andreva, which I think is a bold shout, but you know, we've got to have some fun, fun in there somewhere.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah,
0: um, other things from the draw. Uh, we've got a big unseeded matchup between Camilla Rosario and Tatiana Maria. This is big just because I'm I've seen two Camilla Rosario matches at the French Open. Yeah, and became a fan <laughs> of Camilla Rosario, and. Then Dennis had picked Tatiana Maria to get to the Roland Garros semi finals or something. Oh, was it? Okay. I can't well, even remember. Callers, but... I, I mean, it was a ridiculously bold shout for someone who. I know. And she went out the next day. Yeah, she, yeah, she <laughs> went out the next day. It was. I, I went and watched the match that she was losing just because I thought it was quite funny. Who did she go after? She went out to Beatrice Haddon Meyer.
2: Oh, that's not embarrassing. She, she won Birmingham. Big tournament,
0: and and Beatrice Hadad-Mai is your semi-finalist here. Exactly. Yes, I've I've, I've moved on from Tatiana Maria. It would be hilarious if it's actually Tatiana Maria in the (laughs) semi-final now. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's literally just. I mean, it's not the biggest match. The first round we have Raducanu against Rogers. That's a rematch of the third round of the US Open 2021. Um, An all-time classic of a game yeah but i remember it, it's full what Was yeah. the fourth round? i can't remember but it was i mean there's a obviously there's potential for radicarni to place face showing in the third round or as you say katie balter yeah but ready going out in the first round why
2: because she's not ready yet i think she can win yeah i don't really like shelby rogers though. i don't know why i just just when i watch her I just don't like her. gives off big republican <laughs> energy Probably, yeah. What's <laughs> the other one? Peyton Stearns as well. She feels like she's... That's just a very
0: thing. American... Like, yeah. I think the thing is with these players, like, this isn't... I want to stress, this isn't the reason we dislike them. But, I mean, Shelby Rogers and Peyton Sturds, I think, might be the two most American names. Are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Fritz as well is an incredibly American name. Yeah, they definitely went to a sorority or something. <laughs> I don't
2: think Taylor Fritz was in a sorority. The posh one, maybe I don't know. No, I it's th- isn't that the.
1: It's a fraternity. That...
2: No, he he went to a fraternity. Yeah, 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 but yeah These yeah, two yeah. were like Alpha yeah. Sigma yeah. Phi's, whatever they call. Them. I do
0: <laughs> have to look. Was... Yeah. Anyway, second round. We already have one, which is Layla Fernandez against Alicia Parks. I think that could be quite fun. Also, got to mention a tough draw of Kai Yuvan, mm. who is Dennis's favorite favorite Slovenian tennis player. Yeah.
1: Um, you follow a lot of obscure players. <laughs> like, I mean, I... I mean,
0: this is the thing when you go to a slam and just end up on outside courts. Yeah, you just find that. Like well, it. I, like I didn't watch on
2: an outside no, court. No, we, but... we,
0: we watched her get beaten by Paolo Badossa. but it was like, I, I think what happened then is we did our own predictions back then. Oh yeah. We sat yeah. there, I was ill and I said, she's going to beat Paolo Badossa and then, but I had already said that Paolo Badossa was going to be in like a semi-final or something. Yeah. And and so Dennis then really wanted Kai yuvan to win. <laughs> exactly.
1: So
0: uh, I was then no longer ill for those two hours. <laughs> and then became a massive fan of Kai Whereas the first match we watched at Brolin Goals last year was Camilla Rosario against um, Anna, Bogdan. Anna, Bogdan. Anna Bogdan. And I accidentally sat amongst uh, Anna Bogdan's support group. Mm. And so I became a Camilla Rosario fan.
1: Oh, God.
0: Because I thought it'd be quite funny and put off the Romanian. <laughs> <her own>. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Other things. Uh, we have Anissa Mover through. Uh, she beat Samsonova, which is decent. It's a pretty decent season. Quite interestingly, Naomi Osaka was talking about practicing with Amanda Anissa Mova because Naomi Osaka wanted to improve her own backhand, and she thought Amanda Anissa Mova was the person to do it. I mean, Amanda Anissa Mova has got a very nice backhand, but... I've never looked at uh, Naomi Osaka play tennis and be like she... particularly weak off the backhand side.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I haven't seen her in so long. What are your predictions for Osaka?
0: Osaka, I, I think I because I think she's got a potential is it third round meeting or something with Coco Goff? I just see Goff winning. I do see Osaka beating Caroline Garcia in the first round but I just don't see her getting. She might have like a run to the third round, but getting yeah, beyond that, heard, I think. She would she be I just because on the second, I think. Mm. I just hope that I hope that she do, gets there and does well. yeah, Got, yeah. Taylor Townsend against Podolsa could either be really good or really, really not good. Um. It depends on how Podolsa plays, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Out, so could just outmuscle her. Yeah, um, and then we've got Pliskova. Rebackner. I think Rebackner is actually going to win that one really easily because I just I feel like Pliskova, like Rebackner, is just a younger, better version of Karolina Pliskova. Yeah, <laughs> like similar body types, big server. It's just big server, big hitters. It's just is a much better mover. Yeah. than Pliskova. Because Pliskova, is, I think you saw her got pretty handily beaten by Sloane Stephens. Yeah, yeah. Because Sloane yeah. Stephens just can move. Well, I
2: mean, I was in the clouds, but th- from what I heard the score, it did sound like she was getting <laughs> beat oh, back.
0: <laughs> don't, don't, don't mind too much. You're on Shatria to see Novak Djokovic. I've yet to see Novak Djokovic. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I need to see Novak. But Djokovic. I bought those seats to see Nadal. I know instead he was <laughs> thousands of miles away. I need to see Novak Djokovic. I need to see Rafa. And Nadal. I really need to. See, I really want to see Andy Murray as well. Wimbledon, I have to see. Him. Yeah, I've seen Roger Federer. Um, have you seen Federer? Yeah,
1: of course. He went to Mexico.
0: Oh, oh was that those exhibition match? Who did he play against in that?
1: He played against Zverev. Ooh. I liked very at the time, so I enjoyed it. Then it yeah. came like,
0: uh, yeah. Obviously, as we said, Berattini withdrew and he was due to face Sitsa Pass. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, um, because he could have beaten him, and that would have been nice. I, d- <laughs> I, d- I, I, honestly think it would have either been competitive or just like really sad. Like it would have just been really sad just watching Berattini just not be at that level.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Um, what like he's watching Dominic team every match now? <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, oh my god, watching Dominic team is just a sad experience because you're just like, where 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 has Dominic team gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that's sort of some highlights from the draw. Probably could have gone in there a bit deeper, but we didn't. Um, well, Claire Lou doesn't need a shout out every episode, so, so <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and. But so let's just go on to our predictions. So for the predictions, we have got on the men's side our quarter our first quarter final. So in the first quarter we have got me and Dennis have both picked uh, Novak Djokovic against Lorenzo Massetti. First gone Novak Djokovic against Taylor Fritz. I think both options are quite realistic.
2: Yeah. No, no, I think the only reason I didn't go Fritz is just because I think that um, I just think Massetti looks like he's improving and I just felt he was going to be <laughs> I t- enjoyable. I th- the thing is I just, don't, I'm never wowed by Taylor Fritz. But um, sometimes those players just consistently
0: get okay results. It's just 8 out of 10 performance. And the, and the other one in that, that section of the draw is that could face Djokovic's sits a pass and it's no one's picked him. No one's picked a pass. I just no. I just I just like Lorenzo Mercedes anyway. Oh yeah. He's yeah. got a one handed backhand. It's a good game against uh Gokanakis. Yeah. And Cam yeah. like Oh we absolutely wiped the floor with Cam Norrie. Yeah. That was that was depressing being there as a Brit. Oh yeah. Was that the game on List earlier I think? I can't even I think so, yeah. You gave your your ticket, ticket to to like a Six foot nine Danish guy, and then we have got in the second quarter final, we've all got Yannick Sinner. Me and Dennis have both gone the same again Yannick Sinner against Alex Deminor. Uh, Fur has gone Yannick Sinner against Andre Rublev. Um, yeah, I'm just going off vibes with Alex Deminor. He had a good United Cup, and he's an Aussie. He just sort of <laughs> I'm
1: going off Mides, the
0: whole, all of my predictions, to be honest. I have no reason. Like Why don't you
1: like
2: Rublev? What? Oh, I, I bought a ticket to an exhibition event in London. And I went to the Excel Centre and he was just boring. And like, he was rude. And so, yeah, he didn't try. He was cry. rude. Yeah, to, the, to the commentators. And his average serve, there was a place where you can test your serve speed. His average serve was slower than mine. So what was the point of me paying to go watch? You might as well put me on there. I could have hit the ball harder than him at that point. Would your serve be as accurate? Well, he lost the, like very badly. So I could I wouldn't have been that. So you're saying you could have beaten Andre Rublev? Yeah, just let me put on his shirt and he could have at least laughed at a fat man wearing a small (laughs) shirt.
0: (laughs) Um, Hitting the ball hard, (laughs) doesn't Yeah. I mean, we've all gone Yannick Sinner. I think we should return to Yannick Sinner later because Furr has gone very big on Yannick Sinner. Yeah, I love it. Um, once again, me and Dennis—I've realised ours are all ours are quite similar. Aren't they? <laughs> me and Dennis almost <laughs> the, <laughs> the same. With Holger against Grigor Dimitrov, Furr um, has gone uh, Holger Rune against Daniel Medvedev. I mean, I feel like Medvedev is the safe bet, but I just I I have this image in my mind of Grigor Dimitrov beating Daniel Medvedev. I didn't. I see you love draw. that. You did, did you just forget that Daniel <laughs> <Yeah>. remember <Medvedevic laughs> is a tennis player?
2: I was just looking through. I was like, yeah, Dimitrov did all right recently. I might not go.
0: <laughs> I forgot he was there.
2: Who's he got in the first round?
0: I don't know. He's losing that game. Yeah. No, I, 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 he's going to lose <laughs> to Gregor Dimitrov.
2: What, in the, uh, in the fourth round? Yeah. He could do, but if I call that he's lost it in the first round, then I couldn't. Make a claim that my predictions might go right this time. Fair enough. Playing T at
1: Main on the first round. So I don't think he's going to lose. I don't know if we got it. It's he's fresh.
2: playing
0: uh, Who's he got?
1: Terence at Adman,
0: Yeah, I feel like he's getting through the first round.
1: Yeah, at least the first. Uh,
0: and then in the fourth quarter final, we have Dennis with Yiri Lehechka against Carlos Alcaraz. Fur has gone Casper Ruud against Carlos Alcaraz, and I have gone Cam Norrie against Carlos Alcaraz. Mm. I don't know why Cam Norrie is the one Brit that I've decided to back, considering his Grand Slam form is not been good recently. Well, it's just not been good really ever, apart from one Wimbledon, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know why you did that. I, I mean, know. To be to fair, the the you... only other players in that part of the draw were Kaspar Ruud and Alexander Zverev. And, and Yuri Bechkov. I don't really trust Casper <laughs> Ruud to, don't. to I like him. do well all the time. And it was not a fantastic... I mean, I know it was just a sort of exhibition practice match, but he did get pretty handily beaten by Carlos Alcaraz. Um. And also the only other person in that draw is Alexander Zverev. And I don't particularly like Alexander Zverev. He's got to play Max Purcell in the
2: second round. Who does? Um, Kasper Root. Ah, that could be tough. He's going to lose that.
0: Yeah, I feel like that—that that is a match that you lose on vibes. Yeah. They, they're going to put him on the John Kane arena. Yeah. With curious commentating. Yeah. And the players can hear Kyrios supporting uh, Max Purcell. I know, I know. I mean, Kyrgios will just be there telling everyone why Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player of all time. Just completely I'm unrelated.
1: Obsessed.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm still yet to be sold on Nick Kyrios as a commentator. Was he really yeah. that bad? <laughs> like, he just consistently... Literally, all he said was, and that's why Novak is the greatest. Hmm. I mean, you know... At least he said something.
1: <laughs> That's worth the
2: bar. Is <laughs>
0: I mean that 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 is very much the minimum job requirement of a commentator.
2: <laughs> no, but, is it his first time on commentary? I don't know. If it is, sometimes they just you know, start off a bit crap and then
0: you might get better. It's so like the unseeded podcast, exactly.
1: <laughs> did he retire? He did.
0: No, no, he's now got he's an on. only fans though. No way. No way. For real. He genuinely has an only I don't think it's for like porn. Okay. It's (laughs) like but it's only fans and it's like it's it's for like exclusive like behind the scenes clips. Starting a new podcast as well, isn't he? Mm. Because he's
2: got like yeah, Jamie Oliver and um what's the other one? Um
0: Mike Tyson's on it. Nick Kyrgios, Jamie Oliver and Mike Tyson, they're all (laughs) on the same podcast. They are. Not on the same episode, I was going to
1: say. Twilight Tone. (laughs) That would be
2: a great conversation. That would be strange. Jamie Oliver talking about his favourite dishes and Mike Tyson just eating mushrooms. (laughs) Because that's what he does on all these podcasts. What? Have you not seen Mike Tyson on the podcast? No. He's just high all the time and eating drugs. And have you oh, seen no. <laughs> he's, he's, he's his podcast is called like Hot Box. This is not making it in, but <laughs> <laughs> his podcast is literally like called Hot Box or something like that. You know, when you smoke inside of a room and yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep, and, and just trying different drugs with different celebrities. Oh, that
1: sounds interesting.
0: To be fair, I think one of the funniest TV series I've ever seen was the BBC did a documentary series called Getting High for God and they just sent this presenter around the world to take, like, hardcore hallucinogenics. Everywhere. <laughs> and and it was, like, the licence fee money was being sent on just giving this presenter hallucinogenic drugs. Did he I end up that. addicted? No, no, I think he's now a comedian. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Okay, other predictions? Oh, anything on the men's side? Oh no, we need to carry on. We haven't gone to the semi finals yet. We've got very distracted. <laughs> uh, semi final one. Um, so, we, me and Fur, both have Novak Djokovic against Yannick Sinner. Uh, Dennis has Novak Djokovic against Alex Deminor. Uh, the semi final two. Oh, we've all got a different one. That's first.
1: Yeah, we'll have, um, okay, all of us so. have Carlos Alcaraz. It's <laughs> okay. just
0: Dennis has got Carlos Alcaraz against Holger Rune. First got Carlos Alcaraz against Daniel Medvedev and I've got Carlos Alcaraz against Grigor Dimitrov. Uh, our finals are all featuring Carlos Alcaraz and all featuring someone else. Uh, somehow um, Alex Demenor is making the final. Yeah. I'd rather have than
1: Djokovic.
0: Uh, Yannick Sinner is making the final for fur, and I've got Novak Djokovic against Carlos Alcaraz.
1: That's boring. That's a boring prediction.
0: Yeah, I know, but come on—that's the mean, most boring
1: look, prediction in the whole chart.
0: Your predictions are boring, apart from having Yannick Sinner beat <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Like, they are the most basic predictions, like across men. Yeah, many, but I'm and
1: spicing men. it up in like the. You're spicing week. up with
0: one thing.
1: I've yeah, got Grigor Dimitrov in the semi-final, mate. Yeah, but that's semi-final. We're talking finals. That's where you need the spice. He has Alex
2: Exactly. In fact, he's going to be winning the final, but he's going to lose on retirement. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 um,
0: okay, so let's go to the women's singles. One, I'll quickly wrap through this, and then we'll go back and just debate over how boring first predictions actually are. Um, um so quarter final one, Dennis, Suiontec against Azarenka first, Sviontek against Marketa Vondrousova. and I've got Alina Svitolina against Victoria Azarenka. Yeah. Uh, quarterfinal quarter final two, Dennis has gone Jasmine Paolini against Katie Balter. Yeah. Uh, I've rogue. got uh, <laughs> Fur has gone Elena Rabakner against Jessica Pegula. I've gone Elena Rabakner against Jun Chin Wen. Uh, Quarter-final three, we have Hadad Mai against Leila Fernandez for Dennis. For Fur, Maria Sakri against Coco Goff, and the same for me. Uh, Quarter-final four, Anjabur against Arena Sabalenka for both Dennis and Fur. And then I have got Mira Andreeva against Arena Sabalenka. I've, I've picked uh, Mira Andreeva to beat Anjabur in the second round. Um, and then semi-final one. Dennis has gone Iga Sviantek against Katie Porter. And Fer has gone Iga Sviantek against Elena Rabachner. I've gone Alina Svitolina against Elena Rabachner. Uh For semi-final two, Dennis had Admire against Arena Sabalenka or Sabalenka as he's written. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Fer has gone Kogo Golf against Arena. Oh, I would have posted that on Instagram. I'm going to need to change that, aren't I? No, keep it like that. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, Fur went Coco against Serena Sabalenka, and I also went Coco against Serena Sabalenka. For the final, uh, both Dennis and Fur have gone Eagers-Fiantic against Serena Sabalenka. Really exciting choice there, guys. Mm. Uh, I've gone oh, yeah, Elena because yours is much more... Yeah. That's
1: very that exciting. Rather I think Dennis Gough. has gone very rogue in this one. I like it.
2: Well, the thing is, all I think it is, is me and Fur have predicted the Australian Open First, trying to win, and I've gone rogue. And Rob's just done a popularity contest on who he likes the most. So, <laughs> yeah. <it's not> exactly <laughs> That's so true. our champions.
0: So yeah, our champions are uh, me and Dennis for the men, both Carlos Alcaraz. Fur has gone Yannick Sinner. Yeah, for the women, Dennis Igor Siontek, Fur Arena Sabalenka. Me Elena Rybakina. Like. I mean, to be fair, I feel like if you're going to criticise me for that, like I've just picked people that I like. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was more extreme when you look at our old, our last predictions, which were Roland Garros.
2: Oh, I wasn't criticising. I know you do all the time. So like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you know what I mean. So like R- Radikana probably win Wimbledon if she's in some sort of form.
0: But probably, to be yeah. honest, like <laughs> I'd just be picking. Yeah, Radicaru Zhongchen win final. I mean, what final that would be! We'll have to um, keep up to see who
2: actually does get the closest. Yeah, because yeah, the be, French
0: we didn't. It would be good if we could try and come up with like some point system. There yeah. must be a way of... a way of doing that. But like... well, you
1: just get one point per player that you get right mm. Mm. for each
0: that round. Sounds
2: quite logical. I don't know what I was trying to think of, like, three points, and <laughs> <four, three>,
0: two. <laughs> yeah. All right, one point per player. But there should be but then, bonus but, points go, for but a pick. Yeah, can you get bonus points if it's, if it's like, if so Mio or Andreva gets the quarter One point quarterfinal? per
1: player, and if you get the, the whole match, you get three points. Yeah, like, if, if both of your players... So one
0: point for an individual player, but if you get the whole match prediction, right, so it it, it is Jasmine Paolini against Katie Balter, Yeah, you get three points instead of... <laughs> Ah, okay, yeah, that's that sounds smart as well. To <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of point system were we thinking of? <laughs> and no, and then first, to... just come in with like just quite logic. A
2: basic. Of <laughs> All right, we should do it that way. So one point for every person, and three for every matchup you get right. And then no bonus points for a rogue pick.
1: Maybe we should do bonus bonus points as well. Like we, we, we could be like. Decide this bonus favorite. points at the time.
0: Once, once, yeah. once it, the tournament ends, if we get any of our rogue picks right, we'll just have to debate it on on the wrap up podcast as, as to whether they were rogue pick enough. Yeah,
1: I think. Well, I think we can
0: debate is. Jasmine Paulini is a rogue pick. Katie yeah. Bolt to semi final is definitely a rogue pick. Yeah, it's. It, it, I would say Mia Andreeva is a rogue pick. Did know in the final? That's a rogue pick. Yeah. Grigor or dimitrov in a semi-final yeah but i don't really care because i mean it happen, so it's all right i mean Fur's literally only got one potential bonus point here which is yannick sinner beating novak djokovic yeah well, that's a big mm-hmm. one but that's your one rogue pick so that's only one bonus point you get i
1: feel yeah, like I taylor so. fritz is the rogue
0: taylor fritz he's the number 12 seed <laughs>
1: Yeah, but no one's rooting for him.
2: We could do it that way. We could do it one point for every person that's in, you get right, three for a matchup, and then you get a bonus point for if you get a pick right that another person didn't have there, because that counts as a rogue pick. Because we all have Sfiontech, that's not a rogue pick. If no one has... I a... don't have or oh, Exactly, so me and Fer would get a point as it being a rogue pick. <laughs> <laughs> That could be, but then we're just going to have an extremely complicated system where we're going to have a whole podcast explaining the scoring. True. System.
1: Maybe just, but just stick to the basics. One person no, okay. and then
0: three. It would have to be months. like when you watch an episode of QI where the scoring system just doesn't <laughs> make sense. I just don't watch it. That's uh, right the way I get around that one. Fair enough. Are we going to have a breakpoint, rant Or you? Oh, yes. So the next part of this episode, before we'd, like, we'd, we'd mostly done Australia, I yeah. think. We've previewed that two the best of the ability of this. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't started, so yeah. Um, Great point. So Dennis here has watched 20 minutes of series two. Yeah. Oh, only 20 minutes? That's
1: only the whole (laughs) first episode.
0: I thought so, and then I realized when you explained the
2: episode, I just saw Kyrgios get injured, and I was like, well, that was sad. I had to stop watching (laughs) that. I knew what was going to happen, so it's not like it was a (laughs) shot.
0: yeah
2: so up to that point it
0: was a great series so how do you guys (laughs) find it well how far did you get infer i watched the first two the first two. so i've watched the whole thing um and my honest view on breakpoint series two is it was dreadful
1: i'll say the first two were okay
0: that's the best it gets, is okay. The only episode where I thought had some value was the Pagula-Sakari episode, because they focused on two players that had been top ten for ages that just hadn't won anything. And they're a big focus. And yet, yeah, it's clear, the tournaments that they actually won, there were barely any Netflix cameras there. So it was like... It, really was just like, I think the biggest takeaway from Breakpoint series two is the cameras were never in the right place because um. for me, the U S open episode is the worst offender on this because, or even potentially the, the Zverev episode is, but the U S open one in particular, you go in following. But, like, you go in following the American men's players, you follow Taylor Fritz, Tommy Paul, and Francis Tiafo as if they're going to win the US Open. And yeah, and then, think... but then you've got Coco Goff, who is signed up to Netflix for Breakpoint, mm-hmm. and she features at some point in the episode because they just catch a bit of her having a bit of banter with Francis Tiafo. Mm. And it, it's not really until she gets to the semi finals that they're. They're like, fuck, yeah, she might win this. It's like, oh my God, maybe we should focus on, on Coco Golf. So it was like, barely any of that tournament do you ever get any insight from Coco Golf, who actually went on to win. And it's like, out of all the American players you want to follow, like, she had just won Cincinnati. Yeah, no, she like, did go in quite... Yeah, even following Jessica Bagula would make sense, because she won Montreal. It, why are they following... And it was like, they also didn't really follow Ben Shelton um, and he went on that run and well, he got knocked out by Novak. So it... it, I feel like that would be a weird one. Um, But yeah, that was just in the wrong place. The focus on Zverev was at the French Open and they didn't follow anyone else at the French Open, which was also bizarre. Literally just Zverev at the French Open. And... I mean, I mean, this whole episode, they make Daniel Medvedev out to be evil. Hmm. And it's like, he's really not that bad. I think there's also the uncomfortable about the the Zverev episode, despite the fact that there is an ongoing court case, doesn't mention any of these allegations at any point that are levied towards Zverev, And it's like, if you're trying to make someone the star of a show, is surely some of the uncomfortable aspects have to be recognised. But then he just wouldn't be a part of the show then, would Yeah, he, he wouldn't yeah. be a part of the show. And so what this ends up being is, like, it's the, that episode is very clearly just an Alexander Zverev puff piece. It's just there to make him look good.
2: But generally when they do that sort of thing, with, like, sports people, they just... <clears throat> It's just one of those cases that's just
0: gonna get washed under. You're just gonna get away with it, really. Yeah, um, I've I've got on my notes for uh, here. I do have in hashtag. Uh, we need to start the hashtag justice for Daniel. Um, what Medvedev? Yeah, he's not that. Innocent. He was he was badly treated, and I think, it I think you're over. yeah. I <laughs> know oh, genuinely when you watch the video because they speak to him briefly. But it's like the whole like they're constantly making out as if like as if he's the only tennis player on tour that plays mind games.
2: Yeah, but he, he does like to play the pantomime villain role, so he, he yeah. yeah he's been against yeah. that.
1: He's been against he like it. several crowds as well, so he likes that. Yeah,
2: he did it against Thiago yeah, Sablefield and he lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
0: uh, there was a there was a whole episode basically about Holger Rune uh, that was all right. Um Holger Rune, yeah, but they get to Wimbledon in that episode. That's the episode where they sort of touch on Wimbledon. Yeah,
1: I think and the
0: second one. they sort of briefly talk to Carlos Alcaraz. So there's barely anything about that final, yeah, yeah. which is like one of the highlights of last year. I think but at the start of last
2: season, how would they have known that he was going to do something?
0: Yeah, how mm. would they have known that Carlos Alcaraz was going to be a successful tennis player? It was definitely going to be Tommy Paul's year. Yeah. So <laughs> stop complaining.
1: I, I think, think that's the
0: thing. I think you can tell it's it's an American production because there is so much emphasis on American players mm. despite mm. the fact that,
2: like... So the point is, there's nothing against break point. It's just Americans are deluded. <laughs>
1: it's against america
0: to... <laughs> yeah it's the producers of breakpoint that are diluted
1: i think it's just hard to predict um who's gonna win and who to follow from the beginning as well
0: i think i think the problem is as well is with that show is they actually show very little tennis mm. and it's it's kind of like literally the entire way that it is um you can follow every match there, but it will be like, say it's a best of three match. It will be like one player is, but the commentator will go, oh, they're playing very well now. And then the score will flash up saying they've just won the the, the set 6-4. The then it'll be like, oh, they're having a bit of a wobble. And then they lose the second <laughs> set 6-3. Yeah. And it'll be like, oh, play, this player is finding their form again. And then the score will flash up saying they've won the third set and the match. And it's like, literally, that's how every match goes. And you see like one point per set. And it's like, you're making a documentary about tennis and tennis players. And yet you clearly, as producers, think that the sport of tennis is not exciting enough to show. No, I think
2: it's just more of a hybrid between getting it for tennis fans and getting new people into the sport. And maybe yeah. the way they're right. explaining, like last season, they started off explaining the rules of tennis and how you win the game. Quite bad. That's
1: what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know. I think it's like listening to FIFA Six commentary when you said that. Like, it's just they've mm-hmm. just got twelve lines that they say, and if they say it's good, they've won the set. If they say they're wobbling, they lose the set, and mm-hmm. they haven't really got any variety in what they say.
0: And it's like, and it's just so like, by
2: season eighteen, it should be
0: good. And like at some points, it just I think. I was watching one episode with my parents, and my mum was watching one scene, and she was just like, "This is like watching Made in Chelsea." It was a (laughs) conversation um, between Taylor Fritz and his girlfriend, and it was it was literally like they were sat like his girlfriend had clearly asked such a forced question about Yannick Sinner. She's like, oh, what do you think of Yannick Sinner? And Taylor Fritz then hesitates because he's not gonna say his honest opinion of Yannick Sinner, because I mean, his honest opinion might be, oh, he's a right bellend. <laughs> or oh, I don't I like him, I, I don't that. think he's that good. I think I'm better than him. Like there's, but he doesn't say that. He says, oh, he's quite good. Yeah, but that's all of these series, you know. and it's just like no, so that that's the thing. Focus on the actual interesting part of the sport, which is the sport. Like, why are we focusing on? Because well, the best, the be- one of the best, like sports documentaries is about a tennis match. It's the one called "It's Strokes of Genius." It's about the 2008 Wimbledon final, and because that entire documentary is about the tennis. Which is the
2: interesting thing. No, it is. But like, like, I don't mind watching a series if it's not about the tennis. It's about what's behind the scenes. Mm. But if you're going to do that, it has to be authentic. You're not I'm... even seeing behind the scenes, though. You're no, seeing... but like when you when they had the conversation with Fritz and his yeah. so that sort of thing. If it's authentic, then people like to watch it. But when, I don't really know how to express it correctly, but like when, when I look, watch the first episode, it's just like, they're begging it a bit with like the, I don't know what the, the non-slang term is, but the, the the way they're trying to produce it, that it's just like, it's just a bit like you said, forced. Like, for example, David Beckham's one uh, that they did. Mm-hmm. is a clip that everyone's watched about Victoria asking and she gets driven to school when she was a kid. Oh yeah, when she says she's a But well, that's obviously know. a fake conversation, yeah. but he obviously is going to get
0: views, you know what I mean? And that's the same as the great point. I, I feel it, like the highlight. David Beckham series though is where he very very lovingly grills a single mushroom. I've not seen. Basically, he spends like five minutes (laughs) saying how much he loves going to his grill outside in his garden, and that's his happy place. (laughs) His outdoor grill. (laughs) He grills a single mushroom. (laughs) Once it's on the grill, bit of olive oil, bit of salt. That's That's just it's, so <laughs> it's like this, this is the content i tuned in for
1: <laughs> well i do i what i like about red Point, though, i like that they are trying to get to know the players as well like you do see like i think it was the first season when they see like um family and they show you like their their house and stuff like that so i think i like that part as well because it's even though maybe it was forced you know that everyone was cleaning before like the crew came or whatever at least it's like something more personal from the players and in this one they, they were talking about um no, dad. That. yeah
2: that episode with beratini and tom Lianovich was actually it, it felt like that was them whereas the taylor fritz is just like you're
0: just it's
2: just fake you know what
0: i mean no. just, and i feel like yeah. that was the thing that, that the the episode where they looked at berrettini and tommy is some of their interactions were clearly genuine like when tommy was like i've got an interview on the tv in the morning can i use the hotel room and berrettini is like no i want to sleep exactly but, and he's like and berrettini was like i'm still in the competition you're not it doesn't matter <laughs> and it's like that's probably a genuine interaction exactly yeah. whereas taylor fritz and his girlfriend last year were going
2: on like oh we met each other and he's good looking and I'm good looking but we're both really shy and introverted and that's why we love each other and that's basically the (laughs) storyline. I don't give a fuck that's just not what you're gonna say yeah I mean
1: maybe that's because
0: yeah let's go with that we (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I feel like I should not remove some of this stuff from the podcast what i'll do is i will just put like the bleeping noise over it and then just have like 30 minutes of the podcast
1: bleeping american the word american
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's worse
0: (laughs) like it's the first
2: But well, yeah, but that, that that is worse. That means we could be offending anyone. At least we definitively know that we we're just sitting Look, in that
0: the America. We had a regular listener in America, and we've lost him. Yeah, <laughs> so fuck well, you. Now we have. <laughs> no, don't do that.
2: <laughs> um, we've replaced him with another one in where? I don't know. Baltimore, I think. Baltimore, isn't it? it's yeah, not it's far can... away from Ashburn. I don't know where Ashburn is. It's Mississippi, so they're like three-hour drive away.
0: I don't think Ashburn was. It was. It was in like, near the North... Mississippi. Maybe they moved. Oh, I don't know. Mate. Okay. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. What a tangent. That was a tangent. Like <laughs> a break point is just—it's so average. It's just like no, nothing interesting is in series to a Breakpoint. I've watched twenty minutes. I, I, see <laughs> okay, I didn't learn anything from that series because the thing is. Like, even though the Paguda-Sakari episode was interesting, they did that whole thing with Sakari the year before in the first series. Mm. Yeah. It's just too much Sakari. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying things, and you're coming to very much <laughs> the wrong conclusions here. I thought <laughs> oh, we on the same wavelength. All right, we've yeah I found think, a yeah. Great
1: point you expect you expect like a different thing than what it is Um, okay i agree with tennis it's just like it's mostly for people who don't follow tennis you know so it's like for them to get to know the sport and like the players and stuff like that they're not gonna explain to you like technical like super advanced things because like people don't necessarily I mean, care about that
2: before this podcast you watched an episode on the strings of a tennis racket so like you said a minute ago of course you didn't <laughs> learn anything from that because who <laughs> listens to a video about strings in a tennis racket it's interesting
1: yeah it's um, just nerd behavior But it's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're bullying the main
0: host <laughs> he's gonna cut all of this <laughs> but it's like <laughs> the thing is though i think breakpoint is yeah it's catered for people that aren't like massively into tennis but it doesn't make any effort to actually get them into tennis because it doesn't show them any tennis no
2: but those sort of interactions with fritz and his girlfriend is what gets the views like for example for me i don't watch formula one but i just heard that the series that they did for formula one the drive to survive was good and so I watched an episode and I found it interesting. It's probably because I know nothing about formula one and, a, a, and an avid person that would watch the equivalent of an episode on strings in tennis for formula one on the tire pressure might've found it boring. You know what I mean? But that maybe it's just the way it's they make it. It's good to it.
0: know about tennis strings. Not for an, a beginner. If, if, like. I, if I didn't learn about tennis strings, I wouldn't have a hybrid string set up on my racket there. Exactly, we've got five rackets there. That oh, I'm worse. getting a sick racket.
2: Exactly, that's and you funny. can't play with any of them that well.
0: No, I'm <laughs> that's,
1: that's the funniest part. You can't beat any of us.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Actually, he gave me a run for my money last week, but I'm blaming that on my knee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you want to talk about the racket now no i don't want to talk about the racket <laughs> because i don't think anyone's that's interested not. in talking about good. tennis that's rackets great. yeah i've got um no, my... no one's
2: interested but all that's gonna happen is we're gonna end the podcast fur will get spared and i'm gonna have to listen to it downstairs
0: <laughs> look i've got look i've got two roger federer rackets not actually owned by roger federer but yeah. pretty cool There's um someone who
1: loves to hate on roger I don't
0: love to hate on Roger. Like, I'd love Roger Federer. Like, he's my favourite ever tennis player. But it's like, Novak Djokovic is more successful than him.
1: He's not more successful. Winning more Mm. Grand Slams doesn't make you more successful.
0: Mm. I feel like you would have said that winning more Grand Slams makes you more successful when Roger Federer was the only one on 20.
1: Well, the but thing Pedro is, is well, yeah, I feel like the thing about Roger is that he's more than that.
0: Transcends I the mean, sport.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that's all, all that Djokovic has. But Roger, I, has feel,
0: I feel like Novak Djokovic does transcend the sport, though, because you can tell people that aren't into tennis, do you know who Novak Djokovic is? And they know who Novak Djokovic is.
1: And they will know who Roger Federer is. But
2: for Switzerland, it's a bigger country, he is the athlete you think about. When I think of Serbia, everyone thinks about Dusan (laughs) Vlahovic. It's It's a a, footballer. It's it's a footballer. footballer. It's like
0: (laughs) if you get if you get used to recording any episodes with Dennis, there is a niche football reference in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I think when was it you described the clay courts of of America as like Goodison Park yeah, in the 1920s yes yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, which is not far off Goodison Park now, but we're no. definitely not putting this in the episode so we might as well, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> uh, we're already
0: we're like over an hour on this
2: record so yeah uh,
0: um but yeah no, okay, so we finished breakpoint we We've we've finished Australian Open. I don't think we necessarily previewed it to our highest standard. We we, we said our opinions. We've said some opinions. It's the first Australian <laughs> Open to
2: start on a Sunday. Mm. So bringing knowledge to the
0: podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we've we've uh, we've provided very little insight, but we've brought the vibes. We have the first ever trio,
2: and um, True. it's. It's time uh, to wrap it up. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, how we wrap up a podcast. I'm still getting used to doing this again. Yeah. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and turn on your notifications. So, unlike fur, you can actually see when we post the podcast.
1: I turned them on now. Um,
0: yeah, um, so yeah, subscribe, turn on notifications, subscribe to us, we're on any good podcast, in fact, you must know this because you've listened to us on a podcast, you know that we are there, so subscribe to us, whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, we have a Twitter account, at Unseeded Pod, we have an Instagram, which I think is the same thing, we have an email address, which is gmail.com, which I actually looked at recently. Any messages from fans? No, okay. no, loads of, loads of emails from the ATP. Uh, oh, newsletters, not not from the, oh. not, <laughs> from, not not <laughs> yes. any sponsors. We weren't getting any free. We weren't getting any media passes. I'm afraid not yet. Um and anything else do I normally say? Um, no, that's I think that's it. Yeah, okay. but thank you very much for listening. We will be back after the Australian Open to talk about the Australian Open. Um, so. Yeah, thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Did that so well.
1: (laughs) Dennis waited so long to say goodbye. (laughs)